Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. On today's episode, Rebecca shares with us her incredible journey to motherhood with two extremely different birth experiences. Initially terrified of birth, a hypnobirthing course helped her feel connected and fall in love with the process, giving her the vital skill to stay calm when she went into preterm labor just shy of 35 weeks at her baby shower. That drive led her to create her own business, joining her two passions, supporting clients as a psychologist and hypnobirthing. She had an unexpected turn of events with her second birth, leading to a C-section. This is a story of great resilience and empowerment through being informed and trusting the process no matter what path it takes us on. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hi, Beck. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your time with us. My pleasure. It's so lovely to be here. Do you want to just quickly tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, like where you live and who's in your family? Yeah. So I live in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne um, and I have a wonderful husband, Sean. I've got two little girls. So I've got Stevie. She's nearly three in a few months. And my beautiful little girl, Aubrey, who is nearly four months old. Oh, so sweet. And did you plan those pregnancies or were they surprises? No, no, we definitely planned for them. Um, we obviously, I know a lot of people can have difficulties in falling pregnant, but yeah. for us, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't too difficult. I think it took about 10 months of trying the first time mm-hmm. um and about the same with our second okay so not a massive weight compared to some yeah. but it would have felt like forever to you guys I'm sure yeah look I think when you're trying and you're kind of waiting every single month it feels very deflating oh absolutely um, for sure but um when you yeah when you it could have been a lot worse type thing exactly right yeah yeah the first time we got pregnant was actually interesting because we just decided to go down the specialist route just to check in and see if everything was okay um and we went to see the specialist and there was something wrong well we thought there was something wrong anyway we went into her office and she checked and she's like actually you're already pregnant (gasps) um so we found out in um the obstetrician's office that we were um 
Aww. trying to get fertility support off. So it was a very um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, so beautiful. I bet that was a shock. It was a shock. It was so because like five minutes before I was saying to my husband, what if something's wrong and what if oh, we're, no. we're not going to get pregnant for ages? And um, in the end, I was already pregnant. Oh, so, my gosh, yeah, that's so nice. funny. That's awesome. And how was your pregnancy with your first daughter? Uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I have both times I had really wonderful pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Um, the second was definitely – a different experience just because I feel like I was more prepared for it and more connected to what was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the first one was beautiful. Um, I I was originally terrified of giving birth. Mm-hmm. Um, How old were you, sorry, when you fell pregnant? Um, 26. Okay, yeah. 25, 26, nice yeah. Um, and I was terrified of giving birth and labor and all of that stuff. And then I did hypnobirthing and absolutely fell in love with it. And and then I got really excited about birth. But then I think second time round, now I teach hypnobirthing. So te- second time round, I was just so connected with the whole wow. process from the very beginning. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just, I love being pregnant. I just think it's the most amazing thing ever. No, I did too. Not with the twins. Yeah. That was torture. But I loved, oh. I loved being pregnant with Bella. That was just, oh, I couldn't yeah. wait for it to happen again. Yeah. yeah. So did you have anyone around you that was pregnant that um, instilled that fear in you or you just didn't know anything about it? So you were scared of it? Um, I think that's. There's a lot of things that contributed to my fear around birth. I think that uh, for me and my family, I've always been um, known as a bit of a princess, somebody who struggles with pain. So often I'd be teased or joked um, about that I would really struggle with labor and birth. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, In in like a loving way. Yeah, no, I understand. For my preparation. Yeah. Um, And obviously you always hear the horror stories. I think everybody always likes to share the war birth stories which Mm. I think is a massive shame because there's lots of beautiful birth stories out there yeah so true so what pushed you to find hypnobirthing probably the fear um the fear of it and wanting to wanting it to be a positive experience you know I think it's one of the biggest things we ever do in our lives and as a psychologist I know the impact that trauma and birth trauma could have on you as you transition into motherhood yeah so Um, true and I really wanted to avoid that. I wanted to give myself the best start in in my motherhood journey. Mm-hmm. And I knew that a positive birth was really important to in that sense as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Do yeah. you want to take us through your first birth? Was that a good experience for you? I did have a really wonderful experience with my oh, birth. Nice. Um, it certainly didn't go to plan. And I think birth very rarely does go to plan. Yes. Um, did you have but- a birth plan? Uh, I had so what I like to call them is birth preferences. Yes, um, love that. So I go, I went in with a very clear vision of what I did want to happen, mm-hmm. but I was also very aware that often things don't go to plan. So mm-hmm. these were my backup plans and what I was open to exploring if needed. Yeah, awesome, love that. Yeah, so first time round, obviously prepared with hypnobirthing, was super excited, um, but. Yeah, I so I finished work mm-hmm. on a Thursday. So it was my last day at work. I was going on maternity leave. I had pregnancy or maternity photos booked in for the Friday. Yeah. And then I had my baby shower on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had this, you know, all planned out. And then I was like, okay, I've got five weeks off till my due date. I'm going to do all of these things. It's going to be wonderful. I had a long list of things that I needed to prepare. 
Uh, and then I had my baby shower and I went into labor at my baby shower. You are joking. <gasps> no, I'm not. I wish I was wow. joking. I was 34 plus six. Oh my gosh. Pregnant. So at what yeah. point did you realize at your baby shower <laughs> that something was not right? Well, I was getting really bad kind of back pain in the morning um, and I was all dressed. So I got ready. I think the baby shower was at like 1 p.m. or something. I got dressed. I had my fake tan, my makeup done, you know, all that wonderful stuff. Mm. Um, got At least you looked and great was, for birth. Oh, I did look fantastic <laughs> for birth. Um, <laughs> um, and my sister and my mum were getting things organized for the baby shower and they're like, just go upstairs, have a bit of a lie down before people start arriving. So yeah. I did that. Came back down, the pain in my back was getting worse and then I started to get some cramping. At this point, I was still oblivious. I had really no idea what was happening. And as people were arriving, I was joking and I'm like, welcome, I think I'm in labour, but come on in, grab a champagne. Oh, Um, my gosh. And again, everybody was joking with me saying, Beck, you're fine, just suck it up. It's just Braxton Hicks, like don't be silly. Yeah. as the baby shower progressed, things started to get a bit more intense. So I was like trying to talk to people and I was leaning over in between surges. Wow. Um, Mid conversation. At one point, I went upstairs because I needed to do a poo. Um, it wasn't me needing to do a poo, it was just kind of lots of pressure. Um, my best friend's a midwife, though. So she was kind of keeping an eye on me and um, making sure I was okay. Yeah. Uh, so we called the hospital just to let them know what was happening and the midwife uh, on the phone said, we think you should come in and get checked out. Mm-hmm. At this point, I still didn't get the feeling that she thought I was in labour. Um, she just said, come on in, we'll, we'll check it out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm at my baby shower. I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, my god! And then she, the midwife on the phone heard me have a surge um, or a contraction and it was quite intense. And she said, actually, I think you need to call an ambulance. <gasps> wow. Right? Wow. So not what I had envisioned in my birth, you know, hypnobirthing. So did you still at that point not feel like you were in labor? Is that mm. like, what, what were you thinking? Were you thinking like, oh, this is like strong Braxton Hicks or were you just kind of brushing it off? Like can't be labor. I'm too early. Well, I think I was probably brushing it off thinking it can't be labor. Yeah. So I think I was, I was really calm. I think I was almost distracted with the baby shower, yeah. trying yeah. to talk to people. Um, and I hadn't really thought too much about it yet. Mm. Uh, so we call the ambulance, they rock up and they're kind of, by this stage, I'm actually lying on the couch having kind of pretty consistent wow. surges. And I just remember my best friend who hasn't had a baby yet was sitting there watching me with this horrified look <laughs> on her face, like, holy shit, what is happening? Oh, my um, gosh. Anyway, so the ambulance comes and then soon after my husband arrives at the baby shower, he was very confused about what was happening. Um, wow. And so I go to get in the ambulance and I said to the ambulance guy, I was like, so what's actually happening right now? What is this? Mm. And he's like, you're having your baby today. And I was like, <gasps> and that was the moment. That was the moment where I was like, holy moly, wow, this, is, wow, wow. this is actually happening. Yeah. Um, and I think... At that point, when I reflect, I realized that all of the work I'd done in hypnobirthing in terms of preparing my mindset, letting go of fear, trusting my body, that's when it all came into play. Because I think mm. if I didn't have that preparation, 
I would have panicked. A hundred percent, I would have panicked. I would have freaked out. I would have been like, no, the baby's not ready yet. Like, it's mm. not supposed to happen. But instead, I was actually like, okay, cool. I'm ready. Let's do this. And I just kind of got into my zone and I went to the hospital and I gave birth two hours later. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. So why do they think she came so early? And was she okay? Uh, so she was fine. She was perfect. She was a really good size. Um, she did go to special care just cause she was really little. She was yeah. a good size, but obviously little Yeah. prem, uh, needed to be tube bed for a little while. We were in special care for 10 days Yeah. just so she could, um, get, get a bit bigger, learn mm-hmm. how to breastfeed, um, and just make sure that she was functioning all good, but mm-hmm. she was perfectly fine. Um, I had a natural vaginal birth, so mm-hmm. no drugs. Um, and yeah, it was, it was perfect. The placenta birth was a bit of an issue, mm-hmm. but I had to go in for surgery for the placenta to be born. And I guess I justify that by saying, well, the placenta probably thought it was going to be there for another five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it didn't detach from my uterus lining or wall. Oh, so, okay. um, that was probably the most disappointing part. Cause then I was away from Stevie for a couple of hours, yeah. um, going down for surgery for that. But yeah. um, it was such a, an amazing experience. One of the best days of my life, honestly. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. That is just yeah. amazing. So did you sort of message everyone after or your friends and say, oh, I actually was in labor? <laughs> well, and that's the funny part about it is because when you – usually when you have a baby, nobody knows and you get to do that announcement message. Yes. But – there Everyone were 50 knew. people at my baby shower <gasps> oh, who, no. who then all knew that I was in labor. Like it was pretty clear by the time I left the baby shower that I was in labor. Wow. Uh, so basically everybody was just waiting to hear. My mum forced most of the guests to stay because she had all this food and all this champagne and wine. And she said, well, Beck's not here, but the party continues. So mm-hmm. she, <laughs> my mum's a big partier. So she continued hosting the baby shower and everybody was just kind of waiting to hear the news. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So were you worried with your second pregnancy that that was going to happen again? I wasn't worried that it was mm-hmm. going to happen again. I was certainly prepared. Yeah. There was okay. no medical indication that it would happen again. So the midwives are all like, look, there's no reason why you'd go into preterm labor a second time. Mm-hmm. But in my own mind, I was like, well, I need to be ready this time around. Because yeah. the first time I just, I wasn't emotionally prepared. Mm-hmm. I like, I thought I had all this time. And then the next day I wake up and I've got a baby in my arms. Yeah. Wow. And And it was just, it was a huge transition emotionally, I think. And was that really hard for you, having that transition to motherhood being sprung on you like that? Obviously, you were in shock. I think I was. Like, I fell in love with her immediately, and I know not all women do. Yeah, Um, that's awesome. But I did. I certainly had a bond with her straight away. Yeah. But, yeah, it was hard. It was probably the 10 days that she was in special care were probably the hardest of my life. Um, Yeah. Eventually, like I stayed in hospital for three or four nights and then I had to leave her there mm. and go home. Oh gosh. Um, so then I was pumping at home overnight and then getting up at 6 a.m., rushing yeah. back into the ward, um, the nursery to be with her, sitting mm. on a shitty chair for 10 hours a day. Yeah. Um, 
So like physically my recovery wasn't great because of that experience as well. Yeah. Um, and then obviously all the emotions and the hormones and all of that stuff. Um, mm. It was really tough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Did you have any issues with your milk coming in because she was in special care? Uh it was it was tough, but we got there in the end. So I awesome. pumped, and it was painful, and it was hard. But eventually, she stopped being tube fed, and she went on to the breast, and uh, we successfully breastfed for twelve months. So awesome! Um, well done. Yeah, it was certainly a much harder transition of breastfeeding with the special care and the needing mm. to pump situation, but. Yeah. Um, it was worth it. You did it. Yeah. So with your second pregnancy, mm. did you end up going full term? I did. And it was the longest five weeks <laughs> of my life. Because obviously at 35 weeks, I was like, okay, it could happen at any time from now. Yeah. Um, so I was so prepared and so expecting. I wasn't necessarily expecting a preterm baby, but I know that normal gestation is anywhere from 37 weeks to 42 weeks. Mm-hmm. So from really from 37 weeks, I really expected her to be pre-due date yeah. um, rather than post the due date. So that five weeks was a very interesting time. She came on um, three days after her due date. Wow. So 40 plus three, which seems quite normal, not a big deal. But for me, it was yeah. the longest time to wait for her to come. Mm-hmm. And then um, on top of that, it was the – you know, I birthed in a pandemic. So I was on lockdown through that last <gasps> of five weeks. Course. Yeah. So I couldn't even like go out of the house to distract myself or do coffee dates or go shopping or like enjoy myself. Yeah. I was yeah. at home with a toddler, you know, trying to stay positive, trying to be in the, in the right zone in case I went into labor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the days were long. Yeah. And then every morning I'd wake up, and I know you probably relate to this, every morning I'd wake up and be kind of disappointed that, okay, mm. it wasn't. And for some reason I just knew that I'd go into labour at night time. Mm. Um, so every morning I'd be like, okay, now I've got to survive another day. Um, oh, so, yeah. You're speaking yeah. to my soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. hard it hard. is hard. Yeah. But they're worth it. Oh, totally. And at any point, did you consider an induction? Yeah, look, through my hypnobirthing knowledge and practice, I just know that the negative consequences of induction and really trusting my body and um, knowing that, you know, my body does know exactly how to to do it and my baby will come when when they're ready, which is what got me through the first time as well. When I went into labor at 34 plus six, I was like, well, my baby must be ready. And I know that's not sometimes it's a bad outcome in, in situations like that, but mm-hmm. I really trusted that my baby was ready to be born then. Yeah. And she was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you went into labor at night? Yes, at night, yeah. So my yeah. prediction came true with that. I um, That day, actually, the day before I went into labor, I was so angry. Like I just had this day where I was like, I'm so annoyed, like I'm done being pregnant. I just mm. want our baby in our arms now. Um so I went to bed really angry and I just found that funny that I went into labor at, um, I had my first, well, my waters broke at 3.45 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so I woke up, um, felt like a pop and my water started to release um, and I knew immediately, I was like, yeah, this is it. And I had my first surge and um, yeah, things progressed relatively quickly from there. Was it similar to what you had felt at your baby shower? Was it bringing back memories or was it a different labor? 
it was different. Yeah, it was yeah. completely different. It's so I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just maybe my insight or my awareness and my attunement yeah. with my body yeah. was different yeah, this time around. Um, yeah, but it definitely felt different. Like I had that clear pop, the clear gush. Wow. Um, Did your waters the, break with your first daughter, with Stevie? So in hindsight, it seemed as though my waters had been leaking for a few days before oh. I went into labour um, with Stevie. But I just thought I um, had a bit of, uh, you know, yeah, leaky, leaky bladder, you know what it's like yeah. when you're pregnant. Um, so I didn't really think too much of it. Um, but, yeah, I think it had slowly started to release pre Stevie's birth. Yeah. Um, but it properly released in the ambulance. I remember a big gush coming out um, when I was in the ambulance oh with Stevie. Gosh. So different, different to this time around when it happened at the start of labor this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you labor at home? Yes, yeah. So my plan was to always labor at home for as long as possible. I wanted to be in a really calm, relaxed environment. Um, knowing that, you know, when you go to hospital, the risk of intervention um, can be quite high. So I really wanted to be in my own zone and in my own space for as long as possible. But I was very conscious that with my first labor, it was very short. So I labored in, I think I gave birth in five hours with Stevie. Um, So, and they say that sometimes your second birth can be even quicker. So Mm -hmm. in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, we just need to be ready because it could be quite a quick Birth. How far away from the hospital did you live? Uh, it's about 20 minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you were also giving birth during the pandemic, so yeah, you would have only been allowed your hubby in the room with you, right? Correct, yeah. I had yeah. Uh, some amazing plans to have a birth photographer oh. um, who was going to come and capture my birth, so that I was really disappointed that she wasn't able to, to do that because obviously we only were allowed one support person. Yeah. Yeah. How long did you labor at home mm. for before you went to hospital? About two hours. Oh, that's all. That's all because things got intense really quickly. Yeah. Okay, right. I So I had my first surge at, yeah, quarter to four. I had my next one about 20 minutes later and then I had another one 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I woke up my husband and he started to get things ready and started to run the bath and um, got kind of the music playing and essential oils and kind of set up that zone that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in the bath, labored in there for about an hour and my surges were about five minutes apart. So within probably 45 minutes, I was in kind of active, intense labor, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. progressed quite quickly, which is what I was expecting or prepared for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were just using your breathing techniques from hypnobirthing? Breathing techniques, music, um, relaxation, in the bath. So the bath was amazing. Getting in there just really helped me get in the zone and helped relieve some of the intensity from the surges. So, yeah, yeah. so that was me. And obviously Sean was a wonderful birth partner who was there kind of at different times, like squeezing my hips and talking me through the surges and encouraging me. And so that was really wonderful. Too. So what was the car ride like to the hospital? Because I know that can sometimes set you back a little bit. Yeah, it certainly can. Um, it was funny. So it took a while to get to the car because obviously by the time we were going, I felt like my surges were pretty um, regular. Mm-hmm. And my mum had to come over to look after my toddler. So yeah. 
she got there. I think she got to our place at about, I don't know, maybe 5 a.m. And I came out and I was on the couch kind of resting in between getting in the car. And my mum looked at me. She's like, you guys need to hurry because it seems like this is really intense. So wow. she thought that um, things were pretty close. So got in the car. That was fine. I was worried about the car trip. But yeah. it actually probably wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I think Sean did a wonderful job. What I found really helpful was he kind of, he we knew how frequently my surges were. So when we got in the car, he said, okay, you've got five surges in the car between now and the hospital. And, oh, wow. Which that. was really awesome. So then he said, you know, I had one and he's like, okay, you've done one, you've got four to go. And he kind of, mm-hmm coach me through it like that which I found really really helpful yeah that's awesome yeah um and I was able to use a bit of my hypnosis um like deepening relaxation techniques to help me stay calm and and more comfortable in the car Mm -hmm. so so it was it wasn't as bad as I was expecting yeah although in the end we were kind of driving in like that 6 a.m peak hour traffic oh, traffic yeah oh and my and I was like looking out the window I was like hurry like come on you can drive faster than this <laughs> oh no yeah, but so when you got to the hospital was someone there to greet you like what was the process with coronavirus oh so we went in through emergency um mm-hmm. and basically told them that I was in labor which was pretty evident and from memory I think we, we were going through the door but it was locked and the security guards were like, oh, no, you have to go back around and go through the other entrance. And I was like, you need to open that door right now because I'm about to have a baby. So they quickly, they kind of looked at me and were a bit scared of me. And so they opened the door and then we went into the main um, entrance and Sean got called back and he had to have a temperature check um, before he was allowed in. So that, um, really, that was probably the moment that it really hit home that um that I realized, okay, you're giving birth in a pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. I had to walk up two flights of stairs, which I chose to because I didn't want to take the lift. And walking and stairs can help with labor. Um, yeah. So we took the stairs, but I was so conscious of not touching the handrails and um, you know making sure Sean didn't like he was probably more conscious of this. But yeah, yeah just being really mindful that there were germs out there. <laughs> Did that stress you out at all or were you trying your best to just kind of not let it get in? I was trying my best not to let it get in. I think it was more I was aware of it. But I think when you're in, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this, when you're in your birthing zone, when you're doing it. Yeah, very true. You, you're just so focused on your body and what's happening that it's, it's actually, for me, it, it was quite easy to block out the noise yeah. or the, the other stuff going on. Yeah. So true. So you got up to your room, you didn't have to do any more checks? No, no more checks. We um, got led into the birth suite. Um, I had to get weighed on arrival, which was, I don't know, I thought that was strange. I've never, obviously, my first I had another girl say that she got weighed. Yeah. What that's for? And it's I, really I, random. It was really, really random. Um, obviously, my first, I was wheeled in on in the ambulance, so it was very yeah. different. Um, so I got weighed. Uh, I was a bit disappointed because in my birth plan, all my preferences were I really wanted to labor and birth in the tub. Um, yeah. But because of COVID, we weren't allowed to oh, use the bath. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I was a bit disappointed about that. But again, I think when you're in your birthing zone, you just kind you of just l- let on. it go, move on. Yeah. 
focus on um, what's happening. And, and I got into the birth suite and I was more than happy on my hands and knees on the floor and kind of standing yeah. up and rocking and just using different birth positions anyway. So it was fine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you labored there for a while? Yeah. So I labored in the birth suite for another couple of hours and we got to the point of transition and um, I started to get the urge to push. So I knew that the birthing phase, um, we were at the birthing phase and it was amazing. Like it was all going perfectly. Uh, I get goosebumps. Like I get goosebumps because it was such an amazing time or moment, not a moment, Mm. it was kind of a length of time that I was on my hands and knees. I was, you know, having that natural expulsive reflex I was pushing um I had a mirror underneath me so I could see and Mm. um the midwife was there and she's like you know let me know when you can see baby's head um and Sean was right there ready to go because we wanted him to receive the baby so he was Mm. there in the slips waiting um and basically we were there expecting the baby to to come out and Mm. Often with second-time mums, the birthing phase is really short. Um, mm-hmm. It only takes a couple of surges and baby's u- usually born. So we were really yeah. expecting any moment for the baby to arrive. And so I'm pushing, I'm pushing, and, you know, a bit of time passes and the midwife goes, how about you put your hand up and see if you can feel baby's head? So I did that um, and I couldn't feel, like obviously I didn't stick my hand up too far, but I was like, I can't feel the baby's head yet. Uh, and she's mm. like, okay, no worries. Let's just maybe try a few different positions um, and we'll see if we can get, you know, get baby to move down further. So mm. essentially what happened is I pushed for, I was in that birthing stage for the next two hours, mm. um, trying different birth positions, going to the toilet, uh, using uh, spinning babies techniques and rebozo techniques all of these different strategies that I know can help baby move through the pelvis and move down the birth mm-hmm. path, but nothing, yeah. nothing was working. And even after two hours and pushing and, you know, having lots of surges, um, I, you know, we'd put our hands back up. The midwife was like, can I just do a vaginal exam? I just want to check in. She's like, you can certainly decline because she knew that on my birth preferences, I wanted no intervention and no exams yeah. unless necessary. At that point, I was like, no, no, please check. I want to see what's up, what's what's going on. So basically she checked. She's like, you're 100%, you're fully dilated. Like there's no drama there, but baby's head is still really high up in your pelvis. Um, Yeah, so then it wasn't long after that. Actually, that might have happened maybe about after an hour of pushing. And then we Mm -hmm. kept trying different techniques. And then we got to two hours and the midwife, she was beautiful. She was amazing. But she yeah, said, she sounds awesome. Yeah, she was awesome. She was like, look, I think we need to get an obstetrician um, in here, the doctor in mm-hmm. here, just to assess and see what's going on. Um, all the while through that pushing stage, we ended up getting some monitoring done just to make sure baby was okay. Mm-hmm. And so the obstetrician came in. Um, I'm not a huge fan. And I, yeah. I, you know, obviously that was way, you know, a long way from my birth preferences or what I wanted mm-hmm. from my birth. So she came in, she did another vaginal exam. She's like, you've been pushing for two hours. Baby's head is still way up um, 
not moving down, no signs of um, it coming. At that stage, mm-hmm. we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl, so it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and but she you got, were fully dilated. Fully dilated, yep, 100%. Oh. Everything was perfect. I had still had no drugs, no intervention yet, um, yeah. you know, I was, you know, this close to having my dream perfect hypnobirth. Yeah. Um, and so she said, look, I recommend, like, that we go down for a C-section. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was pretty upset because that was the complete opposite of what I wanted. And yeah. as a hypnobirthing practitioner, you know, there was a part of me that felt like I had failed and mm-hmm. um, was really upset that that was, where I was at mm-hmm. um so I asked her to leave I said can we have some time to think about it so she left um we spent another 20 minutes or so kind of weighing our options up and decided that a c-section was was the best decision yeah. for us and then so we signed the paperwork and probably the hardest part of the birth was the next hour so it took another hour before mm they were ready to take me for surgery. Oh, and you um, would have been laboring that whole time as well. Yeah. So basically every two to five minutes I was having a surge mm. and pushing. Oh, uh, because you I hadn't my, stopped pushing. Nah, my, <sighs> body, my body was still doing its thing. My body mm. still had the urge to push. Um, and were you kind of hopeful in that hour because I know this is very similar to my birth story. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember when I was given an extra two hours that I thought, okay, this is it. Like this is the two hours where I'm going to push these babies out. Um, Part of me held out hope, Mm -hmm. but part of me was also exhausted. Like I'd been pushing for so long already. We tried everything. I was Mm -hmm. by this stage, I was up on the bed, lying down, trying to rest. Um, Mm. And you know what was probably the hardest was it felt like my husband did such an amazing job in supporting me through the whole thing. But once we'd signed the forms, it was almost like the midwife and my husband were like, okay, we're going for a C-section. And in some ways they kind of gave up on me, Mm. not gave up on me, but I just felt like then there wasn't a lot of support in that hour. Mm. It was kind of like, okay, we're just waiting for the C-section. So there was no more, you know, real devoted support for each surge or, I remember the midwife did for maybe 10 minutes. She's like, okay, we're going to give it 10, 10 minutes. We're going to every surge, we're going to re- try our hardest and see if we can get the baby out. Yeah. But I have a feeling she was just doing that to at least give me something to focus on, like yeah. give me a purpose during the surges because mm-hmm. it's really hard when you're having surges with no purpose. Yeah. Like you know that the baby's not coming out. Oh, I can absolutely relate to that. Do you know what I mean? Like that mindset mm-hmm. shift. Definitely. But obviously like I, my labor... I'm quite blessed because my labor up until that point was quite short. Like I'd only been, I got to fully dilated again within five hours, which was the same with my first. Mm-hmm. Um, so that again went really smoothly. And um, So you would have been feeling super yeah. confused then at that stage. And did they have any yeah. answers for you or? At that stage, no. They just said baby's not in the right position. Okay. Something is obstructing baby moving down the birth path. Yeah. Um, okay. And, yes, I was really confused. I was really disappointed. Mm. Um, yeah, thinking I've done everything right. Like I know what I should be doing. I've done everything that I could possibly do to support this baby coming out yeah. uh, and nothing's working. 
Oh man. So yeah, it was, it was a moment. Um, and it, you know, it took me a little while after the birth to come to terms with, I, I still describe my birth as a really positive experience. Yeah, of course. Um, but I, it took me a while to come to terms with the fact that it didn't go the way you were anticipating, go the, the way that I had dreamed that it would yeah. like, I just, yeah. I was I feel that. so excited about giving birth and I love labor. I love birth. Yes. It's just the best thing in the world. But um, so it was a bit heartbreaking for it to not mm. go the way I was hoping. Yeah. yeah. And when they finally wheeled you in to get the cesarean, what was your mm-hmm. headspace? Were you nervous or? Um, I was quite calm at that point. I, I okay. kind of come to terms with, okay, we're doing the C-section mm-hmm. and I was getting so excited. I was like, I'm finally going to be meeting my baby. <laughs> we're going to find out whether we've got a boy or a girl. Yeah. Um, and obviously it was hard getting wheeled down to surgery and I was still having regular surges and mm. push the urge to push. Mm. But in between those, I was actually really calm and excited, Yeah. which I think is so powerful to go into it even though things haven't gone to plan even though Absolutely. you know you're going in for a major operation that I was so ready and so happy with that incredible because I'd made that decision I wasn't forced into it I didn't get um I didn't feel like things were out of my control I felt like I made that decision that's what it's yeah. all about isn't it yeah um, and then the moment that I got the epidural, it was like sweet relief. It was <laughs> the best. Like, I, obviously, again, not part of my birth plan. Yeah, it's such a catch-22, isn't it? Because you're like fatigued and, ah, oh, relief. But then, damn it. Damn it, yeah. Um, but it was just so oh, nice. Like, gosh. after all of that intensity and pressure and pain, mm. um, just to have that all lifted up, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is bliss. Yeah. Um, and then, so Sean was away from me for about 20 minutes while they did the epidural, um, and set and prepped me for surgery. And then he was able to come in. Um, and he, he remembers, he tells me he walked into the theater and I obviously had my gown on and my, you know, hair, hair net on. And he's like, you had the biggest smile on your face. Oh, like you just wow. looked so happy oh. because you know, the pain was gone and we were meeting our baby and yeah. it was just amazing. Like I felt so good. Yeah. So I requested that my midwife stayed my midwife. Oh, yeah. So uh, the midwife that had supported me through labor, mm-hmm. they had a shift change. So I did have a, a, a switch um, a bit before we decided to have the C-section. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she came with me down to theater and she was right there with us as well, supporting awesome. us emotionally through the the c-section so that was wonderful so good. um so we had the c-section really weird sensation knowing that they're kind of pulling and you know prodding and it's so strange mm-hmm. um and they pulled our baby out and they held her up um well actually backtrack a little bit um i just want to i guess highlight that when we were going for the C-section, I actually made birth preferences for a C-section as well. So I had them written up in our birth folder. Okay, yeah. So before we went down, I checked with the midwife. I was like, can you please read those preferences and let me know that all of that is okay, that you can support us with that. Mm-hmm. And so she was really on board with that. So um, our baby was lifted up and, you know, they were holding her up because, like while the cord was still attached mm-hmm. um, and Sean and I realized that we had a little girl mm-hmm. and um, Sean started bawling his eyes mm-hmm. out because um, we had, he had two little girls. It was, mm-hmm. you know, one of the best moments ever. Um, 
So they did delay cord clamping, they cut the cord, and then basically within like two minutes she was on my chest. So we were doing skin-to-skin contact um, and she stayed there for so long while they finished kind of the operation. Oh, awesome. So she was on my chest. Yeah. Um, And I I only gave her to Sean because I started to feel a bit nauseous. I think they were kind of... Mm -hmm rocking me around a little bit down there so I gave I gave Aubrey to Sean and he did skin to skin while he sat next to me mm-hmm. um and which was that was a really important part of our birth plan was skin to skin contact mm-hmm. and I think I was separated from them for maybe 20 minutes or half an hour while they finished the surgery yeah um and then I got wheeled into recovery and then Aubrey came straight back onto my chest. Um, so we did more skin to skin down in recovery and she started um, breastfeeding straight away. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was it was so amazing. Yeah. It was the best. Do you think you guys will go back for baby number three? Well, I it's funny because we always only planned on having two. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel kind of jibbed. Oh, I yes. feel so disappointed. I feel that. But yeah, I feel disappointed that I didn't get my natural birth, um, which mm-hmm. I know is possible and I truly believe in. Absolutely. Um, and I would love to go again. So, did they ever tell you what the issue was, why she wasn't coming down? What happened? So, apparently, her head was just turned the wrong way. So, she was head, head down, mm-hmm. um, but instead of her kind of face, facing backwards Mm -hmm. or facing behind me it was kind of turned sideways which means that like her skull was like the the longest way Mm -hmm. so basically she just got stuck in my pelvis when she came out she actually had this big red mark on her forehead um which had been where I'd been pushing her against my pelvis Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Uh, so she just wasn't in the right position. Yeah, we have such similar stories. I found with Luca as well, once they told me that he was brow presentation, it was a lot easier for me to accept the outcome of my birth. Did you mm. find that that was your experience when they told you that yeah. she was, you know, yeah. basically stuck? A hundred percent. I think that every birth happens how it should happen. Yeah. And yeah. I really trusted that I did everything possible to prepare for a natural birth. Mm-hmm. During the labor, I did everything possible to move baby into the right position. Yeah. I had all the knowledge. I had all of the skills and I did my best. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it just happened how it was supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah. And you did that prep work. So mm-hmm. you were still able to walk away with that empowered feeling, but it just kind of reiterates, you know, the importance of yeah. getting informed, especially if you're choosing to birth in a hospital setting. It will just prevent exactly. so much unnecessary birth trauma. Exactly right. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the key difference between a positive birth or potentially traumatic birth. Yeah. Feeling empowered, knowing that you did everything you could mm-hmm. and like it was in your control. Of, of course, there's things out of your control, but the fact that you made the decision. Yeah. Preparation is so important for birth. I think a lot of people go into it planning to wing it and just mm-hmm. hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, but I know how that can often just not go well, mm. um, especially when you're birthing in a hospital when there's a high tendency for interventions and yeah. um, things that can really get in the way of birth. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I think preparation is so important. Yeah. yeah. 
And also giving yourself that permission to feel all the grief as well. Once you know, you look back and kind of reflect because it doesn't matter how much you prepare, you're always going to have an element of disappointment. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It took me, like I said, it took me a while to come to terms with it, to process it. Um, But I think that that's normal and you've got to make space for that grief and loss and disappointment Mm -hmm. whilst also feeling so blessed and so happy and so positive about it at the same time. Yeah. yeah, And that's why we're we're considering going again because – I want to do it again. I, you know, I'll just have the trifecta. I'll have natural birth, prem <laughs> yes. baby, C-section. Oh, and then I love it. And then hopefully a V-back. So Definitely I'll a V-back. do it all. Yeah. yeah awesome. <laughs> and would you do anything differently this time? Like, would you consider a home birth or would you go back to the hospital? I would consider a home birth. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I would a hundred percent, especially with everything that's going on in the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, I would definitely be keen to look into having a home birth. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That'd be so incredible. Yeah. Well, if you do, you'll have to let me know. Oh, a hundred percent. We'll do, uh, part two slash part three of the, the series. <laughs> yes. I love it. Definitely. And I guess it's kind of good in a way as well, because your line of work, you'll be able to help so many women on such a deeper level because of your experiences. Yes. And I've actually had, cause I was a bit nervous teaching hypnobirthing and then having that experience, but I've had so many women reflect to me. They're like, mm-hmm. we actually respect you so much oh, that's and awesome. find it so valuable that even you didn't, things didn't go perfectly. Mm-hmm. And and you ended up having a C-section. It just makes it so relatable and so, yeah, so um, true. you know, it feels good almost to know that it doesn't go to plan mm-hmm. and, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Beck. You're amazing. I appreciate you coming on to share your journey with us. I know it's going to help so many women out there and – I'll definitely have to get you back on once you've had your yeah. third baby. Oh, my, my womb's already teasing some more. So. Mine too, girlfriend. Mine too. I just think you're so inspiring and so amazing oh, with what you. you're doing and and how you birth your beautiful twins. Mm, and thank uh, It's just you. so, so beautiful. So thank you for sharing oh, this with the world. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Beck's story for me is a very real reminder that you can do all the prep in the world and things can still manifest in a different way than we had hoped for. And that is okay. It is even more okay to grieve the birth you desired, but having your birth take a different path should never equal birth trauma. It is extremely important to be informed, prepare your mind and fully surrender to the journey ahead of you. Check out the show notes for all of Beck's details and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Australia.